Yay. Let's start the show. Friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the first show of the year. If you're watching this for the very first time, it's the second show for those of you that uh, hopped on a little earlier and suffered through the uh, technical difficulties that we had here. Listen, folks, it's cold here in Florida. We've been suffering with 50 degree weather every morning. Um, I have Comcastic as my internet connection, so that's just the way it goes. When you live in Florida, this is what happens. So here we are, take two for the first episode of the Idea Business Podcast live. And we were going to try a little experiment. I think that is out the window now. So I don't need to re-say everything that I said earlier, but I will say this. For 2024, the first thing that you need to know is that I didn't hit record. So I got to piece this together. (laughs) I have to edit. So the first announcement for 2024 is that we have a new sponsor joining the show here. Superops.ai is now a supporting sponsor of the show. And if you see the show live, you... Notice that I will drink from a mug every now and then, and it usually is just my mug. Well, now Super Ops will be sponsoring the drinking portion of, I mean, they will be sponsoring the mug that I drink from on the show. And for those people that do not know Super Ops, they are a unified PSA RMM platform in the channel. They are making splashes. Our good friends Juan Fernandez and Nancy the lady with the dragon tattoo, Hernandez, Enriquez. It's one of those Latin names. Uh, They will be joining us at some point in the future to talk about super ops and uh, help foster community in the channel. So that is going to be happening. They're sponsoring, once again, the mug that I drink from each week. They will also, also be sponsoring the Florida Man session. And they will be the presenting sponsor of several audio-only shows that we do. So the presenting sponsor stays NetAlly. They are the big boy sponsor for everything that we do here. Uh, Computers Done Right is still the live stream sponsor that we have here. And we are going to chat with them because we'll have to see if we can get any refunds back on the uh, the StreamYard incident that we had earlier. Uh, uh, instant house call is actually still a sponsor for a couple of months. So always, uh, check out the itbusinesspodcast.com page, hit sponsors, and you'll see everyone listed there. So support our sponsors and they help us put on <laughs> what usually is a great show. And, uh, we hope to get much better shows for you going forward in 2024. So as we mentioned shows, uh, Next week, 
will be probably what I will call a networking extravaganza. It is a series of shows entitled Networking 101, and there will be three shows from January 9th, 10th, and 11th, and we will have three great guests. Uh, The first day, Tuesday, is going to be Tom Wyatt, uh, an MSP out of Traverse City, Michigan, and we are going to talk about Networking 101 for MSPs. Uh, basically, you know, we do a lot of managing of endpoints and devices, and we do a lot of stuff with cybersecurity, and we do awareness training, and we do phishing tests and stuff like that. But what happens a lot of times is we forget the network, just the pure network itself, making sure that everything works and talks to each other properly. For those of us that have servers on-prem, making sure that those connections are great. If people have slow internet connections, people complaining that my phone works, but my tablet doesn't, all that sort of stuff. That seems to be something that we as MSPs, IT service providers, technology solution providers, whatever thing you want to call yourselves, if we support businesses, we have to make sure that the network is functioning properly. So that is going to be the first discussion that we have next Tuesday with Tom Wyant. The second day is going to be our good friend, Mike Panaki from Network Protocol Specialist. And Mike is going to help us understand, going back to the basics, to understand cable, to understand Wi-Fi signals. Uh, We're going to talk about the difference that is really happening now between Cat5e, Cat6, Cat6a, Cat7, Cat8. Uh, There are a lot of times where I have gone into client sites and I've gone into sites where I've either been subcontracted to help identify networking issues. And you'd be surprised how many times the issue is the cable. And I don't know how we get to the point where we think once we become a solution provider, once we do managed services, once we do cybersecurity, yeah, we don't have to deal with cable anymore. We're going to subcontract that out. And part of the problem is, folks, we have to be responsible for that as well, which is why I spend a lot of time talking about network diagnostic tools that we have in the NetAlly suite And so Mike is going to talk to us about just understanding cable, understanding Wi-Fi, interference, signal strength, all of that good stuff. And then our third session on Thursday will end up with our presenting sponsor, NetAlive. And we are going to talk about some of the changes that have happened in the last year. We're going to talk about they just recently did an update, uh, 2.4XX. It's actually been a couple of little updates where... We're going to talk about the things that can be done with all of the tools from the NetAlly Link Runner, the Etherscope, and the Cyberscope. And there's a new feature entitled Discovering Monitor, where you can actually plug in your device and have a snapshot and compare it to a previous visit so that if you keep that information, you can identify new and old devices. So devices that are brand new since the last time you visited, you'll find out what those are. So if you don't have something like a Domotes box or an Ovic, or you don't have some sort of discovery tool that does that when you're not there, you can do that 
during a visit. You can also see which devices were there last time that aren't there this time. And we'll talk about what that means. Why do you really want to keep track of that? So that is going to be our three-day Networking 101 event, January 9th, 10th, and 11th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I will say that it was going to be held with the StreamYard webinar feature. But if it's any indication today of how that feature works, I may have to switch it to a Zoom meeting or something like that. Now, what I do want to say to all of you listening is there will be an opportunity for you if you register for the event to receive, to win, to get gifted a NetAlly AirCheck G3. Yes, you will have the opportunity when you sign up, you will be entered into a sweepstakes drawing. And we will draw a random winner out of the group of registered participants to get a brand new AirCheck G3. So that is something that will happen. And what is an AirCheck G3 Pro, you ask? Well, here's a little video to explain. Ready to be a boss? Test, survey, troubleshoot, and map Wi-Fi networks with the AirCheck G3 wireless analyzer. Super fast, portable, rugged, and for any skill level. Ready to add some cool to your kit? Check us out at netally.com forward slash AirCheck. And there you have it. That is what we will be giving away courtesy of NetAlly or a registered participant in the show. Now, I'm still struggling with, do you need to be present to win, or do you just need to be registered to win? We'll figure that out. Uh, But either way, you want to be a part of it. It will not be a live stream event where just anybody can pop in. It is going to be something that you will register for, and you're not signing up to be marketed to by NetAlly. In fact, they have rules against receiving a list of names, so you're not going to receive anything from them. You might receive something from me. I don't do newsletters and stuff like that, but I'd like to start getting a list of people that are participating in the show. Um, You can opt out, obviously, at any time going forward. So if you don't want to be on my list, just say, Marv, leave me alone. I'll watch what I want to watch. So that is what is going to be happening next week. Now, I want to do one other thing here before I lose anybody, and I hope that everybody that had started the show on the other platform and came over, made it over, because I am going to revisit what we were supposed to do during the holiday podcast. Anybody that had filled out the queue between October, November, and December, and the queue is a question that I put up on the website that will ask a simple question and you just give an answer for participation. And of course, one of the questions was as simple as what is your favorite Christmas movie of all all time? But the big part was for the IT Business Podcast Awards, those of you that voted for best guest, best episode, and best swag, your name was put in for a drawing for an Amazon gift card. So I have everybody's name here. And we are going to do the Wheel of Names, and I'm doing it here live on the air so that you can hear and see who the winner is. So I've got the names here of everyone that participated, and 
Of course, there is one set of people that you're hoping not to win, but let's go ahead and spin the wheel and see who the winner is. Well, Giancarlo Finelli is uh, one, one of the Amazon gift cards. So there are two, folks. So uh, let me quickly make a note here for Giancarlo Finelli. And then we will draw for the second card. I hope that you heard that. And uh, here we go. I'll get better music next time. And Clark Stockdale is our second winner. So I wanted to do that live so that you could see that there. So those of you that did not win, hey, it's all right. You will have all year to win. There will be several times where I will update the queue. I did not update one for 2024 just yet. Uh, I wanted to get through next week's Net Ally event, and then we will start a new queue going forward. Uh, I've got a couple of queues already that I have in mind. Some of them are focusing on Hyper-V. I am still, still dealing with a client where we are updating servers and we are going physical to virtual with their new servers. So I already have three virtual servers that were running for them. And I just sent over the change order for phase three of the network upgrade, where we are doing two more physical servers, converting them to one virtual server. And I just get need to get the okay for that because it's actually not part of the original thing that we did. But we are going to end up with, um, actually, actually, I might have more than that. We may have to do another virtual server host. So there might be three physical hosts running two virtual machines each because we're staying within the the free Hyper-V licenses that comes with uh, the Windows server. They did not want to pay for one big, massive Server. In fact, actually, we could not do that because we found out that running have remote desktop on the Hyper-V sessions, for some reason, and I think, and I'll have to go back and look at my notes, but I think somebody did warn me that running uh, RDP on virtual machines were going to be more taxing than on a physical server, even though we allocated, you know, 10 cores. And we actually started with 64 gigs of RAM and we did a dynamic allocation uh, up to 96 or 128, I forget. So either 96 or 128, we did that allocation up to that. So the two servers, the physical hosts actually have 512 gigs of RAM. And I think we did 128, 128, and then we left the rest for the physical host server in case we needed to run something on that physical host, which I know one of you is probably going to say, dude, don't do that, but it happens. So uh, got some questions coming up with Hyper-V. Uh, I've got some other questions that, oh, I will say this. I know that I have been very cautious with my words on vendors because for the most part, I like the vendors in the channel. I like almost all of them. Some of them, eh, I'm a little suspect on the things that they do, 
but if they don't mess with me, I don't mess with them. But of course, uh, the big chat right now, I got a call from our friends at Kaseya. And full disclosure, I still have products under the Kaseya umbrella. I have a couple of Datto backup appliances. I have some wireless access points. And I believe I just have one networking switch in the networking umbrella. And most of you know that I had been transitioning away from the Datto backup products. And, you know, I don't think it's... I don't think it's a secret that a lot of people that switched away switched away really because of the cost. The cost of the monthly service was of the backup was a big thing that my clients really complained about. I mean, it was in a lot of cases, it was two to three times more what they were paying when we first started. So some of them were paying in their, uh, let's just say a hundred bucks to 150 bucks per month for the monthly storage that quickly jumped to four something. Uh, and you're thinking, Marv, that's not a lot for backup. Well, for smaller customers, when you're dealing in the five to 50 range and they're used to spending nothing on backup, it is a big jump because uh, remember most of my clients did not start off as managed clients. Uh, I, was the man in the van. I was break fix up until 2014. So transitioning them to a monthly service agreement is something that has happened over time. Bringing in things like backup and phones and cybersecurity, just tick, tick, tick in terms of the monthly cost. So seeing a cost like the backup double or triple was huge. The two appliances that I have left, uh, they're paying a thousand bucks a month for their backup service and it was going to go to 15 if we replace those. So right now they're in a holding pattern and the Kaseya folks have been calling me and calling me. And apparently I missed out on a great deal at the end of 2023 where they were going to, I don't know what the deal was because they called, I believe on the 26th or 27th, we closed from Christmas Eve to New Year's Day. And I did not answer the phone. I saw the messages. I saw the emails. And I said, I'm off. And I'll deal with it when I get back. So I called them back uh, yesterday. And they said, yeah, we were going to give you a great deal on those appliances. And I said, oh, sorry, we missed it. But uh, we're in a holding pattern because we don't know what we're going to do with them. Uh, We're keeping them mainly for the fact that they've got the one-year retention. So they don't want to lose that. We might move them to a souped-up Synology appliance. Uh, I had looked at, in the past, I had looked at Axiant. I had looked at Servocity. uh, Because we're talking 12 terabytes uh, worth of data. So it it is a considerable amount of data for this size client. And it is something we need to consider. I also have to consider the servers and a full system backup, images backup, and being able to get them, you know, up and running quickly if something were to happen to those servers. So uh, that is something that I'm going to be looking at. Uh, I've not asked you guys, you know, what you think of some of the backup services out there. So that might be the first cue is what backup service would you recommend for this type of scenario? 
and I'll probably want to list out, you know, both physical and virtual servers with some sort of immediate recovery. If it's just a machine failure, how quickly can I get that back up and running? Uh, if we got to go to the cloud, how much time do I have to allow for downloading and restoring of either images or files if something like a hurricane were to hit here in the state of Florida, because that's what I have to worry about most. And of course, what's it going to cost? Because I think that they're okay if the cost goes up just a little bit, but it's something where I can't, can't go, you know, two grand for their monthly service. They're already going to have to spend at least five to seven grand for an actual new appliance uh, with the space, regardless if they go Synology or not, they're, they're going to pay for the hardware, the Synology service, you know, I can bill them probably half of what I would do with the Datto appliance. And if anybody from Kiseya is listening, please, please don't be mad. Don't be mad. Uh, it's the way of the world. I've got to look at it just like everybody else has to look at cost. I have to look at that as well. So uh, that's where we were. And I don't even remember why I got onto the queue, but that's where we are. And that was not in my notes anywhere. Tips or stories don't have any. I do want to give a shout out to Eric Anthony and the all things MSP podcast that was on YouTube just before I was here. I believe some of you were there and I will say this, that's probably part of the reason I don't have a guest on tonight because they were all on his show doing a community broadcast panel, I don't know, 15, 20 guests over there talking about community, talking about vendor relations, something that has been a hot topic for, the, I don't know, the last six months or so. Everybody has really talked about how what, what are things that we can do to make this community, <laughs> I was, I was going to say make this community great again. Uh, hopefully that's not a trigger from some of you. But what are the things that we need to do to keep things going strong? Uh, I will say this, that one of the things that always stumps me is my involvement because one, I don't, I don't have a community like other people. I don't have a Facebook group. I don't have a LinkedIn group. I don't try to put on events or anything like that. I just participate with all of you out there. Uh, Thank you to Paco and Rick for allowing me to, you know, be a part of TechCon Unplugged. Thank you to everybody that invites me out to the conferences. Uh, I was out at PAX 8 last year, part of IT Nation, part of Exchange. But to be honest, I, I really can't be that engaged. I can't go to a conference every week, let a, every month, uh, I'm one of those people that everybody talks about that I'm in the business instead of working on the business. I like what I do. I like the size of my business. I like the amount of involvement that I do. I'm not too busy, but I'm not bored. Um, I make good money. I'm not rich. And I can attend conferences and events when I want to. I can take time off and hang out with the wife if I want to, if she wants to, if we can stand each other because we work together. So it's not like I have to see her all the time, but uh, 
And some of you say, oh, well, that's a lifestyle business. Call it what you want. But it is what it is. And my business is good as far as I know. But I go through the same things as everybody else in talking about what is it that makes this a great community to be a part of? Which vendors do I want to work with? Which vendors are good to us as IT service professionals, as technology solution providers? Who's giving us not just good deals, but who's giving us good service? Who's providing a good product that helps me help my customer? Who's there when I need them to be? Who goes above and beyond to make sure that I'm okay so that I can make sure my clients are okay? These weren't all the things that they talked about at that other show, um, but they started talking about some of these things. And I just wanted to applaud them for that and applaud anybody else that is talking about these things that we need to talk about. Uh, we're going to deal a little bit more with that going on throughout the year. Uh, I've got some topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, I started last year doing some non-tech things, talking about things that we as business owners want to talk about when it comes to customer experience. Uh, we're going to talk about employees a little bit more this year. We're going to talk about money this year. And I think the community is actually in a place where we can talk about things like burnout and mental fatigue. Uh, we're going to have some conversations about that this year. And then, of course, we are going to get really into the tech tips and how to run your business better, smarter, and faster, as evidenced by the networking one-on-one thing that we're doing this next week. Later on this month, I'm going to have a customer success live show that is going to be a little different. So all of those things are coming up on the podcast in 2024. If you have things that you would like to see addressed and you want to send me a message, whether it's on LinkedIn, Facebook, or just go to the website and fill out the contact thing there, let me know. Uh, send me an email. Say, Marv, I'd like for you to talk about this. Hey, I'd like to hear your experience about this. I think it's time that uh, we let the curtains back a little bit. I will, I will pretty much answer any question you throw at me. I'm an open book. You guys know I don't. I don't run from stuff. So ask me the tough questions. I prefer the easy ones, but ask me what you like. And uh, that's pretty much it for this show. Now, I do want to, of course, make sure that we get to a Florida man story because there has been a lot. And the one that we will not talk about is anything related to Florida State. I got to watch our good friend Matt Koenig basically have a meltdown after Florida State got embarrassed in their bowl game. And that is just, that is just fun. So let us do a quick look for Florida Man. And our Florida Man segment is also brought to you by our good friends over at SuperOps AI. So they will be Mentioned along with Florida Man. So the Florida Man stories today that stick out. <laughs> the one that you've probably just been hearing about. Florida Man charged after driving over a deer for a TikTok video. I normally don't do these types of Florida Man stories, but 
this is just something that is unbelievably reprehensible, and this person should be prosecuted more than the extent of the law. This should be I'll just leave it at that. But a Florida man is accused of animal torture after police said he intentionally drove over a deer for a TikTok video. Um, why can't I get the rest of the story? Because you have to sign up for a service. Well, that's just ridiculous. So let's go to this one. All right. Florida law enforcement arrested Clay Neal Kenny on two charges of cruelty to animals after he ran over a deer. The arrest report says the man came under investigation after a TikTok video captured the incident. TikTok has previously been under scrutiny for failing to remove videos featuring animal cruelty. So Clay Neal Kinney is, again, age 27 of Geneva, Florida. And uh, this is actually a late report because he was arrested on December 28th. And per the arrest report from the Seminole County Sheriff's Office, Kenny was under investigation, suspected of running over deer and posting the video on TikTok. He was pulled over by a detective who had knowledge that his license had been suspended, of course, according to the report. He was then arrested and deputies said he later admitted to intentionally running over the animal per video seen by the Sheriff's Office. He attempted to run over the vehicle, run over the deer. Ooh, it was five deer. He attempted to run over five deer, but only ended up hitting one. He is due in court on January 30th to be arraigned on animal torture charges, as well as driving with a suspended license. And there's more. This is not his first running with the law. In May 2021, he was found guilty of illegally hunting on protected land and given six years probation. Two months later, he was charged with illegal taking of a deer after a captured fawn was found in his possession. And at that time, he was fined $758. Yeah, I hope this dude ends up in jail. There's more to the story, but you get the point. So uh, that's just one that had been popping up all day today. So I wanted to read that. Um, There were some funny ones out there, but this one... uh, just a little ridiculous. So uh, that's going to do it. Thank you again, folks, uh, for those of you that switched over to LinkedIn and YouTube after the StreamYard snafu. Thank you very much for putting up with the technical difficulties. Obviously, it's not Comcastic because we're up and running now. But thank you. We will be back. Uh, I will be on a show Friday with the people over at Fort Mesa. We are doing a live stream where we will be talking about uh, something on one of the CISA um, points. I think that's at 2.30 p.m. I don't uh, have to figure out where the platform is. So if I get that, I will share that with you. And then of course, next week, uh, we will be doing the networking 101 events. Then next Wednesday's live show, uh, I actually will have the team from Crew Who uh, on the live show next week. Will be a lot more shows coming up. That's going to do it. Thank you all for hanging out. And again, hope everyone had a fantastic holiday for 2023. Hope you're looking forward 
to a great 2024. That'll do it. We'll see you next time. And until then, holla. <laughs>